Conversations with professionals for professionals in the laundry and linen services industry. This is the American Laundry News Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Poe, editor of American Laundry News. This is episode 24 of the American Laundry News Podcast. Educating Laundry Customers, examining how educating customers can create a better laundry-linen partnership. To talk about this with us is David Bernstein, President and Chief Propeller Head of Propeller Solutions Group, a provider of engineering, training, and consulting services for the laundry industry. He's been associated with the industry for almost 30 years, working for equipment manufacturers, engineering and consulting firms, and with associations. He has conducted educational sessions at trade shows and written articles in the industry. His experience and specialties include plant operations, production management, process improvement, sales and marketing, customer service, equipment specification, plant layout technology, and route sales enhancement. Thanks for being on the podcast, David. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And hello, everybody. So let's start out with how important is it for a laundry and linen service to educate customers and potential customers about the laundry industry and the operation? That's a great question, and, and it's it's interesting because we're talking to folks in the textile services industry. We talk about laundry and linen companies and the importance of them providing education, but I think it's the same for any business, especially in the service industry as we are. It just seems to me that providing education to customers, and I'm going to also insert prospects, and we can talk more about that. Providing that education is incredibly important. And frankly, I think that in today's world, it separates good businesses from great businesses. Now, you mentioned that I've, I give a lot of presentations and some of your listeners may have heard me give a presentation on setting mutual expectations in contract negotiations. And that could be in pre-sale or in contract renewals or extensions. And one of the things I talk about in that is making sure that your customers or your prospects really understand clearly what it is you can and will do for them, what they can accept expect from you and you know what you should also expect from them because of course we do there are certain things that we expect from our customers as well and at the end of the day that's precisely I think what what customer education is all about so I think it's incredibly important it's critical everybody has to do it so talk about the benefits what benefits do the laundries receive from providing education and also the benefits to the customers well, let's start with the last part first. I think that, that for customers, it really allows them to have a better understanding of what it is we do. Every one of your listeners has been at a family gathering, a cocktail party, and somebody has said, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? And you tell them that you're in this industry. And most people sort of get an image in their mind of this huge room with a lot of machines and somebody with a lot of quarters, right? And we, it's, <laughs> right, important right. That we, it's important that our customers understand um, that we're a little bit different than what they might expect. And so if they can understand our processes, it helps them to have a better, or it gives them realistic expectations of what it is that we can and can't do for them. And I think that that's very, very important. It also ends up building loyalty because if they understand what it is that we do, it helps not only to differentiate us from our competition, but it also helps sort of avoid that old saw in the industry. Customers will say, well, the best laundry is the one that we just left. I feel like that through education, the attitude becomes the best laundry is the one that they're currently with. That's you. Um, because you're building, at the end of the day, trust with them. Um, when they're better educated, you're no longer perceived as, as sort of working inside of a black box. Instead, they understand what you're doing. They can visualize it. And that's very important. And that leads to better partnership. And finally, 
I think that this is important. You turn your customers into evangelists. What I mean by that is if they trust you, if they understand you, if they're loyal to you, they're going to tell other people and that's going to lead to more business. And at the end, I think most of us, that, that's what we're all looking for. So I, I think there's a lot of benefits in right. education. And with the, with the business, you're talking more about how benefits for the laundry. So can you go a little bit into that then? Well, I, I think, yeah, a better customer retention for one. And that's, that's really important. And getting the soil, as an example, from the customer uh, in the way in which you expect to get it. Quick example, and maybe two. First of all, obviously, if you, if you are a healthcare launderer, one of the things that you worry about is what's mixed in with your linen. And that could be sharps, that could be instrumentation, it could be a whole lot of things. And education of the customers at all levels in, say, an acute care setting can help avoid some of those problems. And so so that's important. Another example, we dealt with a client one time where they were able to, their customer came through the facility, saw the way that they were sorting, and saw specifically the way that their own soil was being sorted. And they were able to come to a mutual understanding that the customer, before the driver, the route service rep ever got to pick up the soil, the customer was doing some pre-sort. And that meant a lot of benefits for both sides. And so I think that there's a lot of benefits, again, for both customers and operators. Right. So let's start moving into the education side of things. What information do you consider to be most important for an operation to share with its customers? Well, I think a lot of, I think the answer depends on who the audience is, what their position is within their organization, maybe even what the category of customer is. So again, going back to an acute healthcare environment, as laundry operators, we're going to have different messaging depending on whether we're talking to to nurses, to EVS, or maybe even just an administrator. We would see similar differences, I think, in education in a hospitality environment, right? We we might have different topics that we want to go over with room attendants, directors of housekeeping, general managers. So it all varies. Most important is to make sure that we understand who our audience is and make sure that, that what we're educating them on is something that's relevant to them and in the relationship between the the operator and whoever that audience is. So again, going back to my example from before, nurses, as an example, making sure that, that they understand why we're doing some of the things that we're doing and why we're expecting them to do some of the things that they're doing. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that we take the entire nursing staff from the hospital and we, we get a couple of tour buses and we bring them out to our facilities, but going out and having meetings with them on various topics from from the hygiene of the linen to, to again, sharps and bloodborne pathogens, what goes in a red bag and what doesn't go in a red bag. Um, all of that leads to just a happier, more positive relationship on both sides. You talked a little bit about how the educational content would differ between market types, but how about educational content differing between a current customer and potential customers? How would a operation differentiate those? Yeah. So let's start with the, the potential customer. I mean, you know, when you start talking to a prospect, I think what's important is for the, for a salesperson in this case, is for the prospect to understand what differentiates our services from our competitors. Most importantly, it's understanding what are their, what are their challenges? What keeps them up at night? And seeing how what we are able to offer is able to solve some of those challenges, thereby you know, providing them with, to use a word you used before, benefits. Uh, one of the things I tell people all the time is, you know, people don't, you don't buy 
a car, for example, uh, because of features, you know, um, how big, how fast, uh, or advantages. We're bigger than or faster than. You buy it because of what the benefits are of that car. Um, what problem is it solving? So it's bigger. Does that mean that I can carry more? And if I can carry more, uh, am I going to be, uh, is there going to be a return on my investment? Am I going to be saving money? Is it going to solve some other problem in my life? That's why people buy. So I think that when we're talking to prospects, sometimes education is solving problems. Other times education is really marketing. Now, when we turn it around and we talk about existing customers, marketing and education are very two very different things. Existing customers aren't interested in hearing a marketing message. What they're interested in hearing is how can we work better together? How can we understand what it is that you do and how we interact together? And there's a lot of ways that we can educate customers once they actually do become existing customers. And that probably is going to lead you to another question. So let me see if I can if I can go down that road. If that'll work for you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's. Yeah. Why don't you talk about the the methods or the tools that for educating customers and what's been yeah. most effective? Yeah. So like you, I have been in a lot of laundries in my career, and I find that even after and I've been in laundries since I could walk because uh, you know I, took, I started out in this industry in a family business. So you're only 33, 34 then, right? Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I, um, I find that even though I've been in laundry since I was a little kid, and, and I'm in multiple laundries every week, of course, every laundry I go to, I learn something. Now, if that's the case for me, imagine what that laundry tour would mean to your customer. And I think that that's a very valuable tool. And whether that's a, having the customer come through your laundry on an individual basis or having an open house for a lot of customers at once or customer appreciation days. I find that those are really effective. Not to beat a dead horse, but it helps them understand what we do and, and takes away that, that sort of black box mentality. And again, allows them to visualize what it is we do. But it also helps build on that relationship between customer and vendor. And it, and it becomes a, a much, in some cases, a little bit less of a formal relationship. And that's a positive thing for both sides. So I like the idea of tours, open houses, customer appreciation days. I also like the idea of frequent personal visits to your customers to do sort of what I call fulfillment and follow-up. You know, go back and to your point from earlier, reinforce some of those things that, that we said we were going to do in the initial sales process and maybe expand on those with some education, you know, whether that's providing them with a white paper or a new brochure, an educational brochure, not a sales brochure, or showing them a presentation on your computer or your tablet, asking them, hey, how can, what can we do better for you? How can we improve? Uh, how have we helped you? And then, of course, you know, the gold nugget of those personal visits is also you know, gathering two things, proofs. You know, hey, we, you said that you were going to do X, Y, and Z, and you did exactly that for us. And being able to use that in future educational efforts or future sales or marketing efforts. And then getting referrals. Because as I said, if they're loyal, they become evangelists. And they know other people who could use your services. So, again, that's helpful for you. But, again, other things you can do. I love the idea of e-newsletters. My only issue with e-newsletters is if they're not regular and if they're not content-rich, then that may, not, that may work to, to your disadvantage. Blogs are a great way to educate customers. Little hints and tips and tidbits of information, learnings that have occurred throughout 
the life of servicing other customers. White papers, as I mentioned before, and don't leave out. And by the way, I mentioned those personal visits before. One thing I don't want to forget is some of the things that I've already mentioned. Visiting with not just the top of the food chain in an operation, but also the other folks that are interacting with the textiles that you provide to them. So again, some of the examples I gave before, room attendants, nursing staff, um, EDS staff. It could be even um, in an industrial environment, interacting with the people who are actually wearing the industrial uniforms or using the dust mops or the, or the mats. And really almost the, the end users there going on. Yeah. I mean, who are you going to learn more from? The people who are actually using the product, right? And then don't forget social media. You know, it is 2020 after all, and there is value in, in using things like not just LinkedIn, but even um, I've seen a number of people use Instagram and Twitter and Facebook to really good effect. And so don't leave that out of your, sort of your holistic plan. So these are some great ideas, and especially if an operation is working on trying to improve their customer education. But what if an operation has done little to no customer education? What steps do you recommend and what resources are available? Wow. So if you have, yeah, it's kind of like Nike says, (laughs) just do it. (laughs) Um, Or who was it that said the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step? Look, get started. We, as I said before, we, we live in 2020. We live in a world of instant communication and that cuts in a couple of directions. So many people today, so many of your competitors are using CRM or contract management systems. They know when your contract is coming up for renewal and they're starting to educate your customers well in advance of that renewal date. And if you aren't providing at least some level of education now, it puts those renewals at risk. And that's the last thing that any of us want. So you, you need to get started as soon as possible. And pick any of the things that I said before. I mean, why not just start with those personal visits uh, or an open house? Those are, those are relatively easy ways to start that customer education process. So how often would you recommend educating customers? And would there be other factors that would influence like market type? Yeah, so I think that that depends, of course, on what method of education you're you're choosing. Mm. It depends on, I hate to say it, but for some people, it depends on the customer size. Um, Again, we talked about those personal visits. Um, You know, some people feel like, well, if you're above um, this amount of revenue per year, I need to see you every month or every quarter or maybe only once a year. Uh, so it depends on which, which mode you're using. As I mentioned before, if you're using e-newsletters and blogs, if those aren't frequent, not too frequent when it comes to e-newsletters, because all of our inboxes are bloated today, but if they're not regular and if they're not content rich, then they're not going to be worthwhile. I mean, a blog post, I don't know, every, every week, an e-newsletter every month. Uh, I think quarterly is probably too much of an extended time period when it comes to something like that. You get easily forgotten, and it's more difficult for the customer to grasp the frequency with which you're sending it. But if it comes, you know, the first Monday of every month, they they get a pretty good idea about when to expect it. So it depends on the mode. As far as, as the market type, look, you know, if we're talking about industrial uniforms as an example, your route service rep is in that customer site at a minimum, once a week. 
And they're, because of, of the nature of that business, they're interacting with your customers on a regular basis. So don't forget, that's the face of your company. So make sure that that person has been given some really good education so that they can share things as they're making those visits. So they're already there. But, you know, when we're talking about a healthcare or hospitality environment, your rep is there daily, at least. And so they, they should be providing some level of tidbits or education on a regular basis. So again, it really depends on the mode of communication, most of all. You've brought up several market types. Um, are there any key elements that you would focus on for different market types in terms of education? Let me go back to industrial uniforms as my first example. Uh, I had a project one year. I was doing training for a large national chain, and I was in every single one of their branches multiple times throughout that year. And I remember one particular branch where the service manager told the reps as we were doing education, they said, uh, he said, I've got a $100 bill in my pocket and I will give any of you this $100 bill if you tell me that your customer knows every single service and every single product that we offer. And if I can then go to your customer and prove that. And that $100 bill, he told me, had been in his wallet for years and he'd been making that statement. So, you know, when you think about, say, an industrial uniform operation, where you know a lot of people think of uniforms and mats and dust mops and maybe air fresheners and hand soap, but there's a lot of other services and products that they offer that a lot of times their customers don't know. So in a case like that, we want to try to get in with that customer as often as possible to try to increase the, the number of products and service that we're that we're able to offer them. And by the way, talk about benefits that takes away some pain because. They, a lot of people these days are trying to limit the number of vendors they're dealing with, limit the number of invoices that they're getting every day, uh, every week, every month. And so if we can do that for them, again, it creates more loyal fans and customers of our business. You know, meanwhile, in, we talk about healthcare, hospitality, some of those environments, food and beverage, you know, food and beverage. We know, for instance, as a customer that we, we probably end up sending you utensils in the laundry by mistake, but you know, it's unavoidable. What do you do with them? How will we get them back? How do you identify that those are ours versus somebody else's? And I've been in a lot of facilities where they do a great job with that. And if we can educate the customer about that and let them know that that's a service that we provide free of charge, maybe depending on your business, Mm -hmm. um, that's the kind of thing that they want to know. So there's a lot of different aspects depending on the different market types. And you can imagine, hopefully listeners, as I've been describing these different market types, if you're in a different one, what are the sort of the hot button issues that you probably want to educate your users on and start putting together some blog posts or white papers or some presentation materials that you keep on your iPad or your, you know, your tablet that you bring in and you go over with them on your next visit. I think that they'll appreciate it. And again, they'll become sort of better customers and more loyal customers. All right. Well, I think that's a great stopping point for this conversation. Thanks for being with us, David. Oh, Matt, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to you about what I think is a really important topic. And thank you for listening. For the American Laundry News Podcast, this is Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, was composed by Poddington Bear and is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast.